Welcome to the Dressage Today podcast's Training Buzz. These short podcasts bring you the best tips straight from our subscription video site, Dressage Today On Demand. To get full access to all our videos, go to ondemand.dressagetoday.com and enter promo code DTPODCAST to save 15% off your subscription. Now, listen in on this week's buzz and enjoy the ride. Today, we bring you more tips from horsemanship expert Chelsea Kennedy of Unexpected Farm in Maine. Chelsea explains how to use pressure and release with horses. Horses learn by the amount of pressure that is put on them and when the release occurs. It's not the pressure that teaches them, it's the moment we remove the pressure that teaches them about the thing that we wanted to have happen. So one of the most important things to understand about this work and in this work is how we utilize pressure and release. One of the things I talked about before in one of my other modules is that exact understanding, that horses learn by the amount of pressure that we put on them and then when the release occurs. So it's not actually the pressure that's teaching them to do anything, it's the, the moment that we remove the pressure that teaches them about the thing that we actually wanted to have happen. So when I'm using pressure, I always want to start with the lightest pressure possible, lighter than you can even imagine. Your horse can feel a fly land on its side. They can feel you putting pressure on them. When horses are working with each other in a field or out in their normal environment, they apply pressure without even touching each other. They apply pressure through a look, through a movement towards each other. And our, our horses can read that. That's the intention that we set behind the work, and then we apply the pressure that we believe is going to elicit a response. And when we get the response we're looking for, that pressure needs to be immediately removed. And in that removal, the horse goes, oh, that's what I was supposed to do, because that's the thing they want. They want most to have as little pressure on their body and on their mind as possible. So when we use pressure, I like to think of it on a scale. I like to think about um, let's say my intention being the lightest pressure. My intention might just be that my mind goes towards what I'm about to do. My body maybe squares up and gets ready for the aid I'm about to apply. And then I think about the lightest aid I might apply. For me, that's moving the air between me and the horse. And then if I need more pressure, I'm going to think about maybe reaching out and touching the hair of the horse. And then if I need more pressure, maybe I'm going to reach in and get to the skin of the horse. And then for the most pressure, I may need to get to the muscle. I may, get, may need to get a little bigger to elicit a response. But along that line, at any point when my horse does something I've asked for, the pressure immediately goes back to zero. And the next time I try, I start at the beginning of that scale again. Intention, light pressure. So I'd like to just show you what that might look like if I'm using a stick and a string, which is one of my tools that I use on the ground. But this is also going to apply when we use our leg or a stick or possibly a spur for a correction. So I'm going to do this facing away from my horse so he doesn't feel the pressure I'm about to apply. But let's say I'm just hanging out with my horse and I'm ready to ask him to be attentive and maybe back away out of my space. When I'm hanging out with him, there's zero intention in my body that anything is about to happen. I'm relaxed, we're just spending time together. When I'm ready to ask him for something, I'm going to change that posture so that he knows something's coming. I'm going to square up, 
I'm going to get a little taller. I'm going to put my focus in his direction. Then the lightest pressure I might apply is a little movement of the air between me and the horse. If that doesn't elicit a response, I'm immediately going to follow that up with a little bigger movement that might touch the hair of my horse. And then again, moving in if that doesn't work to something a little larger, and if I needed to, even larger. And we're going to show that here with a horse in a moment so you can see where that moment is that the horse responds or even thinks about responding so that I can then back off and say, yes, good job. That might even happen when the horse thinks about or tries, and that's going to teach them to want to try harder the next time. We hope you enjoyed this bonus podcast. What would you like to learn about and what tips would you like to hear? Email me, Stephanie, at sruff at equinenetwork.com or reach out to us on social media. Remember, go to ondemand.dressagetoday.com and enter promo code DTPODCAST to save 15% off your subscription to our online catalog. Thanks for listening.